Hey everyone, and welcome to another edition of Let's Be Diverse. I'm your host, This episode is dedicated to all my loved ones who have supported me in this journey. This problem in the employment world these days. Most people in the workforce have lost their passion. Employees don't have passion for their work, they don't contribute to their full potential. It's important to understand what a passion worker truly is. Passion is our topic discussion for this episode. But to get us through the topic, I've invited someone who has a passion for passion. Her name is Kira Day. Now, Kira Day is a founder of the Passion Center, creator of the Passion Base. After 15 years of working for some of the largest global brands, secure sales and sales goals, complete pivot to follow her passion for passion. Kira has blended her business background with psychology, design, and human behavior to build out the world's first only passion-based a methodology that includes several programs, courses, and tools designed humans back at the center of building tomorrow readers and businesses from the inside. This model supports career growth, career pivots, and built based on the innovation source individual passions. Welcome to the show, Kara. Honored to have you on today. Thank you so much, Andrew. I'm very excited for this conversation. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. How have things been? Things have been going great. It's been busy, but really looking forward to what all of this work entails and also looking forward to exiting the winter months and coming into some summer. Am I right? I am absolutely with you on that. I am pretty sick and tired of winter. I want to sit outside in the backyard and take it easy, get the fresh air. So yeah, I'm with you on that one. Before we begin, Kira, I always have a fun question to ask my guests to get things going. Are you ready for yours? I'm as ready as I'm ever going to be, huh? <laughs> yes. So my question to you, Gary, think your future self will remember your current. Oh, boy. She probably remember my current self. I'm not sure if she'll be excited about my current move or not. I might put her into some promising situation. But but yeah, I'm. I think my future self will definitely remember my present self, just like my present self remembers my past self. And I'm sure you learned some stuff from your past self as well. It's been a good ride. That's for sure. Everything's foundational to the next levels, isn't it? Sure. I appreciate you having fun with me here. This is something I do with all my guests. So appreciate you hanging in there with me tonight. So first off, I would love for you to tell us what your ideal passion is and what it That's a very... Interesting question, because I think we all have our own subjective definitions of passion, as well as what we see as being the standard, I guess, definition of it. And what I've learned is that in the studies of passion that we've conducted in the past five years, passion is really not what I thought it was going to be when I first started. When I first started, I thought it was this idea of being really excited about what you were doing and and having this general 
pleasing side of it. And what I've learned about passion in the years that we've studied it is that it has a lot more to do with what we personally identify as being meaningful. And on the journey of establishing and understanding what meaning is, it actually comes from two places. It comes from pain and pleasure. So for me, passion is a, it's, it's a life force energy that is nurtured within, that is born from our life experience, whether that has been from pain or from pleasure, and both combined together brings us to a place where ultimately we self-express in some way. And that is the root of what generates that zest for life or that zest for what we do. But again, I think it's really important to remember that there's two sides to that coin, which is one, one part pleasure, one part pain. That to me earlier is earlier meaningful. Yeah. Totally understand it. When my line of work at first in the charm world, you want to find meaning and purpose in your work. When you think about passion, that's what I think about. And also tackling each day with focus. So when it's meaningful, you're more focused, you're more engaged. Absolutely. I think purpose and passion, I love that you brought that in because I think a lot of us split those two features up and what we seldom realize is they're one side of the same coin. We have a, a fundamental formula that we use here when we talk about it. It's passion equals meaning times investment. So it's doing the things that are meaningful to you that cultivates two very important neurochemicals that generates the experience of passion. One of those chemicals are dopamine. The other one is norepinephrine. So combined, that's what gives us that experience. But purpose is actually when we take what's meaningful to us and we share it in a way that's meaningful to someone else. And when that happens, we have this experience again of this neurochemical cocktail that supports our ability to, like you've just mentioned, become really focused, become highly engaged. And we care more, don't we? We care more about the project at hand, the work at hand. And there's a certain level of that where we find our identity in as well. So very a lot of these concepts that were once abstract are being able to get distilled down so that we can understand them a lot more and build them into the work that we do today. Interesting that you care more. So when you're talking about, again, at work, there's a lot of people out there that are doing the regular, I'm going in at, and leaving at five, and they're putting in what they need, but they're not doing anything. Any that it's the care aspect. And so if there was a little bit more care or passion, like we're talking about tonight, and they would be willing to check things over, care what they're doing. A hundred percent. It's a two-way street as well in, in terms of helping ourselves to care more and helping each other to care more. And in a working environment, sometimes we're not compensated to care more, <laughs> compensate mm -hmm. different things, or there are different drivers at play that involved in why we're showing up every day and why we're doing the job that we're doing. And we had done a passion health study that examined what were the exact ingredients to enable the experience of passion. 
And what we found was that there were 15 ingredients. So passion isn't just one one. It's not just about me caring about my job. It has all of these factors that are taking into account, taking into consideration for me to experience that, that ability to care more. And I think in the examination of cultivating an environment where people can do that, it's important to address that it's one part internal, but it's also one part environmental as well. Why do you think that not everyone knows of what passion is? I just don't think that there's been a lot of academic focus on the idea of passion. Dr. Rob Bellerin and Angela Duckworth, they have been some really great figures in this line of work. Another, there's another gentleman as well that, that has in some studies and so forth. But when we take a look and we see what has driven organizational cultures and where we put a lot of our value systems and our focus, a lot of the time it's been on how do we motivate employees to do more or how do we create cultures that help performance. And so we have looked around the idea of passion. I think that's a, it's a complicated but simple question in the sense that when you look at how much passion has been has been spoken about culturally, like we have a lot of celebrities and athletes that are talking about following your passion, which is very synonymous with following your dreams. And we have a big you know, plethora of platitudes around passion. But that's where it stops. We do treat it very topically in our society. And we haven't drilled down far enough to understand what it really is, what it really means, and how to incorporate it into our lives. Not to mention, we do have systems that weren't designed for passion. It was designed to help us build knowledge, to help us contribute into society. It was built to help us generate revenue build lifestyles that could support our lifestyles. <laughs> but passion wasn't really a consideration when these things were initially formed. So when we speak about how do we support a culture that is driven to follow their dreams and to understand their passion, I think that really starts in education as the And I don't know about you, but growing up inside of that system, we're not really taught about ourselves in that degree. We're taught, we're taught things to help us make wise career choices. We're taught practical ways and the foundational ways of generating that knowledge and laddering it up to some career. But typically, when it comes to your own passion or, the, or doing things that interest you or doing things that fascinate you, you move to your own devices to figure that out. And some people have had great family structures that could help and assist them down that trajectory. And But for a lot of us, that's not in the conversation, right? Mm -hmm. so I think a lot of the reasons for why we don't understand passion to the depths in which we could is because it just hasn't been truly a focus. And But right now, what we're seeing 
is there's a rise in that. There's a rise in people that are requiring more meaning in the work that they do. BetterUp did a study that showed that people would take a hit on their future income just so that they can find a job or an experience at work that meant more to them, that was more meaningful. So these are values that are starting to shift the way that workers are relating to their work. And I think a lot of that is on the back of understanding and realizing how much work dominates our lives. <laughs> and we're experiencing what I would consider a real passion gap inside of the workplace and in what we do. And we're ready. We're feeling enough pain now to close that gap. So this conversation is becoming more and more important, not only from an employer lens, but an employee and an individual lens as well. Do you think that some caught up in trying to find what their passion is? So they're trying to find it. And so they get caught up with trying to find it when, and then it just messes things up for them. Yeah. And I also think the way that we go about finding passion is also is also misleading. But the work that we do, it's about understanding, again, what are the ingredients that drive passion? And what we've learned is that each individual has uh, inner drivers that when you look at it and when you determine what those drivers are and you marry that into what you do and how you do it, that's where we experience passion. But historically, we've tried to fit passion into a very capitalistic model, which is, hey, why don't you tell me what you like to do or what you love to do? And then we put a subject around it. So, you know, if we like math, we say you can have an opportunity to be passionate about math. You do it more. Or if we like basketball, we'll share. If you did more of that, you can get passionate about it. And that's not really how it works. It can. What's more important is to understand what's driving that experience for you in the first place. And if you could isolate that, then you understand the parameters in which drives passion for you. And you will find that you can find that in more places than just one. And that's why I share passion is a one-to-many experience. It's not a one-to-one experience. So we need to understand how to have processes in place that can allow us to understand ourselves more so that we can then take that and integrate it into the work that we choose to do. It's amazing when you said experience, because some people search for the feeling before they, ex- before they experience. <laughs> but it's the experience that will always lend a better shaped understanding of something. Is passion something you discover or is it something they create? I think it's a bit of both. I think the first thing about passion that we need to understand is that it's not entirely about passion. Passion is the output. And so what we're trying to understand and isolate for, it's the inputs. And the inputs has a lot to do with you. So to understand how passion works and how to integrate it into your own life has a lot to do with first discovering yourself, discovering all these different areas, raising that self-awareness. That's the first step. And the second step is putting that experience and bringing it into life through some kind of expression or an experience that then, once you invest in it, creates that experience of passion or what I like to call activates that experience of passion. So we're all wired to experience passion, but not all of us know where to find our switches. (laughs) And where you find your switches that turns on that experience of passion 
is one part discovering yourself and the second part getting out there and getting exposed to different things that will activate the things that you're discovering about yourself that will generate passion. So basically, before we can pursue our passions, we need to discover what our passions actually are. What drives the passion experience? What drives the passion experience for each? We each have drivers. So understanding that can be the first step. But sometimes we can happen into passion. So what that means is, and again, this isn't a linear process. It's very mosaic. Some people through a discovery process, which is what we do at Passion Center. We help people to move through that discovery process. And there's a process of identification. And then there's a process of experiencing and applying that discovery, which activates a person's passion. But there's also situations where you can be exposed or, ex or have an experience that lights you up in some way. And then you automatically know, I just need to do more of this because this is hitting me in the right way. So it can happen in tandem. This is life. And really passion is around how are we relating to life? How are we relating to ourselves relating to life? How are we experiencing the things that really are tapping into a deeper core layer of who we are? And how are we building ways to express that? And are, is our environment creating enough safety for us to express that? I truly believe that authenticity is a big part of leadership. How does authenticity play our passion? <laughs> You can't be inauthentically passionate, <laughs> just like you can't be inauthentically sad or inauthentically angry. You there, there is a general sense of having to understand who you are and the braveness to be able to express who you are in an authentic way that generates that feeling of passion. And again, this is about the sweet spot of humanity. <laughs> At the heart of the matter, it's really around understanding what sits at the heart of your matter. And you only get there through the boldness of being authentic. If we have layers of masks on, or if we are eliminating parts of ourselves or hiding parts of ourselves, then we're not giving ourselves the experience to actually drive our passion forward or to live in the experience of passion, right? So... It really is this human-centered approach to looking at ourselves in a real way, expressing ourselves in a real way, and mobilizing the opportunity for others to do the same. I do think that when leaders in workplace are off, it does increase engagement, turnover, high performance, innovation, an increase in belonging, build our authentic personal brand. I'm so big on brand right now. Uh, we'll help people find their purpose. So basically how they fit into the organization. So I definitely think that being authentic will help the passion in the workplace. Yes, I think authenticity, it's around curating trust right. and breeding an environment where we feel safe to show up as who we are. And no matter what, if you're building a place or an environment where people feel safe, generally they're going to do better. And also, not only are they going to do better in, in a more healthier way, but 
they are going to perform or get to those areas where they can drive some peak performance. When we're not creating safety in our environments, that's where things typically tend to break down. Yeah, I think it's, I think it is a big, it is a big part of creating a cultural experience of belonging, of safety, of performance, but it's also not that easy to do either. So I also commend and appreciate a lot of leaders who allow themselves the opportunity to express authentically. I do too, for sure. Could you use one word to describe yourself? Kira, what would it be? <laughs> Only one? I'll give you two. How about that? What would it take two? I think from a working perspective, I think of myself as a launch pad, whereby it's really around how can I be of service to others to be of service to themselves and society. So I think launch pad from a career perspective would be my word. That's a good one, actually. Thank you. 52D. Oh, that's very sweet of you, Andrew. What would be your word? I have been told recently that I am genuine. So I'm, I think I'll go with that one. I, I try to be as genuine as possible. You couldn't ask for more. I agree. You are absolutely not genuine folks I've ever met. I appreciate that. That very kind of you to say. Final thoughts today, Kira? No, I think it's been a great, a great opportunity to talk and share some of my knowledge, my experience, and insights on passion. And I do value that you're opening it up to be a conversation because I believe that the next experience and the next relationship that we want to have and we want to experience at work has to be around how do we put more of ourselves in the things that we do and passion mm -hmm. is the best point to do that. And when I started this venture, this is the directions that I wanted to go in. I wanted to have conversations like this because I feel that they revolve around human resources. You're going to have your employee engagements. You're going to have your topics on training and development. You're going to have your topics on KPIs, smart goals. But I think that nobody's talking about these type of things in the workplace. And I do think that it's important to be talking about it because people are experiencing these things and trying to find their passion and clarity and what direction they're supposed to go in, what they feel comfortable doing. So I think it's That's very important having these for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I think to just piggyback on that for a second, I believe that there may be a fear around what that means for employers and their employees. And I just want to address that or take a second to address that too, because a lot of the pushback against passion that has come out of leadership revolves around the questioning that if I give my employees a platform to find their passion and we figure out that the passion isn't the work that they're doing, what do we do? And there's a lot of fear around that. I think the place that I've gotten to through many conversations with leadership on this is that if your employees aren't passionate about what they're doing, they already know that. They <laughs> already know that. And they are going to, if there's pain there, they're going to find vehicles and ways to do their own discovery. So you're going to 
somehow or another get to a place where you're going to have to have a hard conversation with them or they're going to have to have a hard conversation with you. And before we can get there, imagine if we can have these conversations earlier on in the game. Imagine if we can be a platform to support our employees in that discovery process. What could that do from building a relationship, a building a relationship with that person where they feel like you have their back, that you care about their interests? And what if that morphed into them spinning off into a new type of innovation in the workplace, then worked for you and the employee? So much opportunity when you bring awareness to these conversations to do things that are maybe different, but a lot more innovative and a lot more helpful to both parties. When we put these conversations under the rug because of fear, that's where we get into trouble because we're blindsided as to what what's going on with our folks. And everyone on both sides are scared to ask the real questions or have the real conversation. And that doesn't lend well to authenticity. That doesn't lend well to creating safe organizations. That doesn't lend well to performance and making people feel better about their work. Right? And then what you say, like passion, we talk about growth. Nobody wants to be stuck in a position some people are okay doing the same job that they're doing, they've been doing for 20 years, and they're good to do it for another 20, 25 years. Or yes. there's some people who, you know, to see a little bit of growth, see opportunities, and you need to give, again, we'll piggyback on our subject of the day, passion. You need to show a little bit of passion for those employees to show them, hey, there are other opportunities for you here. If you stick with us, there are other opportunities and we will get you to those opportunities if you just stick with us. And that's mentioned trust before. It, that's their trust factor of making sure that these employees trust you and want to. So enough to say that they want to stick with you. Yes, a thousand. On behalf of myself and my guest, Kira, I would like to thank you all for listening today. Thank you so much for coming on today, Kara. And until next time, be safe. All work together. We can accomplish 